0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started, but before we do, I wanna make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're gonna announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning, and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for. Blank fill in the blank for whatever you do, and you know, our mission is to really create world class sales girls that can walk into a room and have an in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the sales girl summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the face center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So, um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends, and I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then def- definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below, and I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back to the podcast. Loy Day here. Just left a speaking engagement yesterday. So I want to share with you some of the things that we talked about there. We talked about the be, do, have philosophy mentality about being the right person, doing the right things. And that's when you can have the things in life that you want. And it all started with, what does being mean? What does it mean to be? And we really took this down to the level of identifying who you are, believing who you are, your your self-image, basically. And the fact around that, the interesting thing around that, is that our self-image really lives in our subconscious. And our subconscious controls 90% of everything we do, and it's basically taking information in our entire life as far as who we are, what we're capable of, what we're not capable of. And anytime we kind of look to do something or want to be somebody or produce something, the self-conscious tells us you can't do that, or yes, you can do that. It's kind of controlling what you can do. So when you get into the B, it's like, can we override that self-image? To be the person, to be the personality or the person that we're, of whatever it is we're trying to accomplish. And the self image also controls the self worth and we need to feel the self worth, the value, the the acceptance. We need to feel comfortable with all that before we're going to believe in the things that we can do. So the being is so important. The story on that was this one person that was, was trying to build a $5 million online business and she had two or three glasses of wine the night before and she was sitting there trying to do her work she just been a little little hungover and she thought for a person that owns a 5 million dollar business what would that person be doing right now and she thought well they should sure would not be hungover and so at that moment she said I'm she stopped drinking she wasn't being the right person to grow that business the way she wanted it. so we we can control. We can override that subconscious based on what we put in our mind, what we learn to believe. And one of the most powerful tools to do that is our imagination. We can project ourselves in our imagination to who we are, and we can believe it because the the brain doesn't understand the difference between real and imagined, as far as what it starts to believe. So all the importance of being, we need to back into, okay, who do I need to be and, and look like that person, dress like that person, believe that person, imagine yourself being that person, and then you're getting towards the have, and then the second part of that, of course, is the do, and we have to do, you can't just imagine yourself into it, you can give yourself some confidence with imagination, but you have to do the activities, If you want to build that business, you have to produce revenue, produce content, whatever it is she needs to do, get out there in the, in the media. Uh, if you're trying to build a business as an insurance producer, you got to go find some prospects. You got to do the time, whatever the time and effort it takes to get there, you have to do the work based on what you want. So the be do have came into play. Then we said, okay, well, how can we approach this? And the first thing was you, you do have to build yourself. Build your business, build your family. If you want to build all those things, and and I think you have to replace yourself about every five years. You have to continue to grow and build because every five years you become obsolete. So the building process continues, but there needs to be a foundation. So we got into the point of foundation, and I had been working so hard and so long on this because I had to stand up in front of a few people and say it, and I wanted to make sure I was ready and prepared. I'd worked months, well, a couple months. Probably really putting this together and a little side story here. And you know, I read my, try to read my scripture every morning. Uh, right now I'm into reading the chapter of morning somewhere. And right now I'm in, I'm in Luke, reading the book of Luke and it was just phenomenal. I was sitting there reading in, in a hotel room. Linda, my wife was with me it, the morning before getting ready to go out there and the scripture that morning was about building your foundation on solid ground versus building your foundation on sand. I read it to Linda. I said, can you believe this? This morning, the very last thing that I read before I go to do all this, that's what I read. And I've been working on this for two months talking about foundation. <laughs> so I just thought that was ours. she said, I can't believe that. So let's talk about the foundation for a minute. I, I put in here four things of be do have towards your foundation. And the thing we, I wanted to have here that I find in my life that seems to be where I am or what I, when I look back, I say these are the four things. Uh, one is you, you want to have purpose. And number two, you want to have skills. Number three, you want to have direction. And number four, your deepest desire, your dominant thoughts, whatever that deepest desire is, what you're thinking about all the time, that's where you're headed. And the thing about desire, it can be positive or negative. I mean, a gambling addiction is based off of desire. A drinking addiction is based off desire. Porn is based off desire. So desires can go good or bad. Zig Ziglar talks about wondering generalities versus meaningful specific. If you think about the word meaningful specific, it means I'm going in a direction. I'm going somewhere. But he's got the word meaningful in front of it. Meaningful specific direction. And that's what I mean by direction. And the, and of course we talked about deepest desire. So the first thing I want to talk about is under skills would be a professional salesperson. And for me, that was it. When I discovered sales and saw the doors that had opened up and learned, learned how you're supposed to do it the right way, I realized, Hey, I can do anything. I now have a skill. That can take me any direction I want to go. That is a big, big skill. But remember, knowledge plus skill equal ability. So we have to have the knowledge and the skill, but the skill alone, without some coaching, refined skill, making it better, and then repetition, rehearsing it, that gets us into our subconscious. So it's an automatic skill for us. That's where the guide culture program comes in. We, that's what we do is drive this automatic skill that can be used anywhere for any reason. So the professional salesperson and the, what you do there is you work on fundamentals. Just like Kobe Bryant said when they caught him in the gym real early. He said, why are you doing in here? Why are you sitting here so early? What are you working on? And he said, I'm working on my fundamentals. See, the great people, not they that they're doing anything great. They're just doing the fundamentals great. And so the professional salesperson, be the professional salesperson, see yourself as that. As a high elevated person, a higher calling, something that's very, very important in this world for more than just what you're selling. You're a bigger purpose than that and work on the fundamentals to be great at it. Anything worth doing is worth worth working on to be great at it. And they give you the skills to go do whatever and do it well. It's a continual cycle. That's why we have so many people in the academy program. They see the value in these fundamentals and these skills and to continue to build them, plus the community. The second thing, well, I kind of spelled out professional means the competence of skill expected of a professional. That would be versus an amateur. An amateur is a con artist. A professional does things the right way for the right reason. An amateur golfer may practice till they get something right. A professional golfer practices until they can't get it wrong. If you ever notice a professional golfer, if he misses a shot, it's a bad shot. He gets right down and hits the shot again in his imagination. You see them. They all do it. Of course, this time the shot was perfect the way he planned. So they get that role play, that imagination working immediately after a bad shot. A salesperson, everyone is in sales. We don't really want to discuss that here. We know it. Parents are in sales. Pastors are in sales. Business owners, CEOs, executives, anyone is in sales. Fundamentals forming a necessary base or core. The base our core, that's what we work on. And once you have that memorized, you can get real creative in how you use it once you understand it. And then you practice it. A skill, the ability to do something well. And a communication skill is to understand others and be understood. you hear that? It's two sides. If you think sales is just to be understood, you're wrong. is to understand first and then be understood. That's what communication skills are. The B, so I've got number two, that was professional. That was be a professional salesperson, do the fundamentals, and have the skills. That was the first one. The second one is be a soldier on a mission. Do would be love and serve others. And what you would have there is purpose. Everybody's looking for a purpose, and, I, and I'm convinced that everyone has the same purpose. It's to love and serve others. There's all different ways you can do it, all different passions, all different professions. But if we're a soldier on that mission, we're not distracted by civilian affairs. We're not, you know, we stand for something because otherwise we could fall for anything. And we have a mission. We're on the mission. No matter what we're doing, we have purpose in what we do. The third one is be enthusiastic. Do it with passion and have direction. The worst thing in the world is to not have a direction. That's when I've kind of fallen down or fallen down in the gutter. It's when I didn't really have a direction. And you need that enthusiasm, that real passion. You know, passion means love. It means really devoted to something. And, of course, passion, another meaning of passion is suffering. You devoted for it so much that you would suffer because of it. I know I've worked a lot of hours. Of course, I see it as pleasure, not really suffering. But the point is the enthusiastic mean of course, enthusiasm is God within. It cannot be put on falsely. And if you believe it, people will see it. And that is 90% of sales is your belief in what you're doing. It's also 90% of you and your self-image. So number three is be enthusiastic. Do it with passion and have a direction, a meaningful, specific direction. Then we got into five ways to grow enthusiasm. Let's say you're in, in say, the insurance business like I was. Now we're in the sales training business. Either way, it's growing product knowledge. I worked really hard in in the insurance and growing my product knowledge the whole time. And now in this, I'm studying product knowledge here, trying to grow it and get better and understand it. This is where all this subconscious talk is coming from because I've been studying that and it really makes a lot of sense and it's really powerful. And I'm talking about celebrate little wins back to the subconscious. We want to have that highlight reel playing in our subconscious, in our mind, in our imagination, of all the things we do well, the wins, the successes, keep the good stuff rolling in your highlight reel. Surround yourself with the right people. The environment is so important, so important. Anything negative in the environment hurts. So maybe it's you got to remove yourself or remove someone from an environment. You know, that gossip, that negative talk, that sarcasm, that hurts. And you want to keep yourself in a solid environment. That's why all through my career, I've always taught the sales training along with insurance. We'd teach the staff about product knowledge, coverage, underwriting, things like that. But we'd turn around and spend as much time talking about sales and culture and how we talk to people and the belief and the enthusiasm. So we talk about both sides of it. That's why the sales culture is so important. And be a doer, you know, when we sometimes just starting some action, doing something will lead to some motivation. You have to get out and do the work. You have to make yourself face the awkward and do the things. And then once you do that, it becomes easier. You've stepped out of the comfort zone. Now you have a whole new comfort zone and you step out again, be a doer and believe and know that it's possible. I'm a, I am ai still, I believe that prayer, I mean, praying for it, getting some faith in the work that you do is really helps to grow that enthusiasm. You see the value of it and, and you get led in a good direction. So that's that one. Then the last one I had here was being motivated, be motivated for change. You know, you're really only going to be motivated if you see a change you want. If you're happy with the status quo, you're probably not motivated to make a change. But if you are motivated to make a change, then be motivated for that change. Then you see the vision, say, okay, let me see a direction. Where am I going? Can I see it? Can I imagine it? And you achieve that deepest desire. You're going in a direction and whatever your dominant thought is, is, is where you're going. And your RAS will will find it. It will find the opportunities. And remember, preparedness, when preparedness meets opportunities is when the luck happens. So we have to keep prepared and those opportunities will show up at the right time for us. And I, know, the, the, the deepest desire can be kind of short-term or long-term. I mean, my first five years in the insurance business was just getting over the hump. That was a big desire, get over the hump, save this thing, keep it going. And it can change. You know, maybe, oh, I need to buy a building, I need to find a building. That just comes kind of a focus there for a while. So it changes, but if you're motivated for the change and you see the vision, you have an idea of the direction, and then you will walk towards that deepest desire. And then we did a little skills training and in the end, we finished, we came back to this model of your foundation, building your foundation, and we put the feet down there, a couple of feet on the foundation, and it was grit plus daily deposit. Of course, you know, grit, the formula for grit, gee, is the growth mindset. Always be learning, always be growing. That's just a process of life. We have to replace ourselves every five years and the growth mindset it's just in me, I've always been into something, always studying something, taking a course, reading a book, you no know, anything, something, and then GR is for a reason, I told the story about when my first baby was born. I looked at her and I said man i'm I am the one responsible for her emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially. I'm responsible for everything about this child that a lot of fire under you when you look at a little. One or two month old you see that, and so all of a sudden the reason's really there, so if the reason's there, then you keep then you go into eye for intensity and focus in you can't be too spread out and you need to be focused on something I did nothing but insurance That's all I did nothing else, no other ventures Put a lot of emphasis on that I mean work really really hard at it I mean all in a lot of hours whatever it takes to make it. And then the T is for time. You do it over time. You do it for a lifetime, basically. You keep doing it. And then we brought in the daily deposit practice, which if you look at the five steps, the first one is what am I thankful for? What a great way to start the morning. What am I thankful for? The second one is what am I learning? You write down reinforce whatever it is you're learning. Keep up with it. Then the third one on there is the game day list. You write five things down that, I'm going to do today that moves the needle, not five things you you would do anyway. Five different things, and then that last one is who am I? We're back to the self-image. Who do I need to be to do these things? What person? If if the person building that five million dollar online business looked at that, she'd say, "I'm moving towards a five million dollar business, or I need to do X, Y, Z today to move towards that." Then you say, "Who am I?" You know, I'm a five million dollar business owner. You know, I'm a non-drinker. Whatever she's gonna put in there, but that who am I, That help, helps you to create your self image. It affirms this self-image. And then of course you have the win loss, did I win the day or lose the day? And either one is fine as long as you're playing the game, you know, to the best of your ability. So it turned out pretty good. It was a good message as far as the be do have. You need the you need to build yourself continuously, have the good foundation. Then some good habits to go about to help you build that foundation and some mindset things about using your creative imagination to reestablish your self image and your self worth and things like that. And of course the tools are one is this, the, the guide culture program. It is absolutely an essential tool to do these things. The second one is standard scripture reading. Uh, that's, that helps you stay on your mission. And the third one is the psychology of winning. Get in the book. That's your psychology piece of all this. It helps to reinforce some things, some beliefs that you need to have about yourself. So that was the message, and that's your message today on the podcast. And hope you guys have a great day. And remember the the cohorts. There's three cohorts left in the year. It's once a quarter. Go to guideculture.co to find them. And the thing is, these things are going to start filling up because we do have a certain amount of capacity is based on the coaches. We have great coaches that have to be certified. There's a lot of work put into the coaches program and we only fill up to what capacity we have. So it's really important to get in there and get on the list. And once you sign up for either one of the cohorts, you get session one. So you can start working yourself into session one immediately. So I do highly recommend, I think it's really going to start filling up quicker based on our capacity. And we do have a men's only and so if you sign up and you want to be in my men's only lab, I'm the guy that coaches that one. Feel free to get with, you know, the team, uh, which there'll be an email to get with the teams. Hey, I want to be in Lloyd's lab or something like that. So have a, um, again, have a great weekend and we will talk soon.